Okay. Okay, Hazy and T in the building. We got Houston Alexander, former UFC fighter, in the building. Let's go. If you're looking for a mug, perhaps a hoodie, head on over to IonlyTouchGreatness.com. This is Houston Alexander, and you're listening to the Only Touch Greatness Podcast. All the way from Canada, from Nebraska. Let's go. This is the hottest place, 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 with Ryan Hayes and Big, Big Mike. Taking over the podcast scene in Vancouver. Get down or lay down. It's all good, man. Is it, how many how many people on uh, on Zoom with us tonight? Uh, just me right now. My partner's in traffic, so he's fucking rushing right now, trying to make it. So it's just me right uh, now. But you know I you, you, hey, dog, you're never supposed to be unprofessional like that, even from Canada. Really? I know. That's why I gotta carry the load while he's fucked off. But tell, tell him to stop scratching his balls and, and make sure he's on top of the game. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, how you holding up today? I'm good, man. I'm good. Now you, you know. Now you know who Shabadoo is. Yeah, I looked into it after you said I've been seeing all the posts all over the place. He had played a, a turbo, or um, not turbo, the ozone. 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 Yeah, and I remember that uh, games rapped about that a few times. I've heard him say that in the song. I didn't realize what it was until I looked into who he was that died today. It's okay, man. You're, you're, you're a youngster, so you don't know about that shit. Yeah, not that young. I'm getting old. Nah, well, you're younger, you're younger than I am. I'm 48, you're 38, so, so it's, yeah. it's, it's, you know? Yeah, so you are born in St. Louis. Uh, what was life like growing up? East St. Louis. East St. Louis. East St. Louis, okay. And, and what was life like growing up for you back then? Uh, well, shit, it was rough. People tried, people tried to beat my ass when I was little. Couldn't do it. And that's how you got into the fighting eventually? Uh, I just I just knew how to fight from day one. Okay. And you moved to Omaha, where you're currently living, right? Nebraska? Yes, sir. Okay. Even our Canadian geog- geography classes taught me that. I knew where it was a little <laughs> bit. Nebraska is in the fucking middle of the country, though, so it shouldn't be too hard. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, did you play any other sports growing up? 
Oh, man. Soccer, um, track, football, baseball. I played, I played all of them. Was there one of them you excelled more than the other? I, well, I was pretty good at football. I was, I was good at all of them, man. I was, I was just a great athlete, you know? I also saw in my notes that I was making for you today that you uh, you what you you're big in the graffiti scene, but you got a scholarship or something for uh, art school. Well, I I I, um, I got a scholarship to go to art school, Savannah School of Art and Design, and uh, I've been doing graffiti ever since I was a kid, and you know I, I, I've always been able to to draw. Shit, uh, what else? I, I I've been uh. I just been there, you know, and when you're involved in hip hop, you know, you be able to do a lot of things, multiple things, and I was just good at all of them, man. So no, no, no problem, no question. I used to be a big drawer too, and I used to always draw mostly Tupac. That would be the only. I did a whole bunch. I did a whole bunch of uh, fucking uh, uh, comic book characters. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I guess that would go with the graffiti kind of attitude. You got the yeah, some somewhat, I guess. You know. And then uh, you your music career known as Scrib, as in the Scribble Crew. Yeah, that's my that's my, my 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 graffiti name, the Scrib, nineteen seventy two. Yeah. The year I was born, and uh, the you know Scrib is uh Scribble for short. Yeah, and then he started your Scribble Crew, which you guys grew up in the, the 80s hip-hop scene. I'm yeah. kind of figuring this out here. The, uh, yeah, you grew up with the 80s hip-hop scene. Um, who in the 80s music influenced you the most? Oh, man, shit, everybody in the 80s. Because, you know, for, of course, uh, rap was fairly new because, you know, the, the hip-hop culture was fairly new, but rap music on the radio was fairly new to me because... One of the first uh, songs I, I, I remember hearing was Curtis Blow, These Are the Breaks. You know what I'm saying? So shouts out to Curtis Blow, because Curtis Blow just got out of surgery, man. And you know, Curtis Blow was kind of sick. So shouts out to Curtis Blow from you know from our podcast. But uh he was one of the first guys I heard on the radio when I was a kid. Yeah, your guys' podcast also had on uh, Busy B. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Chief Rocker Busy B. He was one of the first yeah. uh, solo MCs, and which was, yep. which was pretty pretty dope. But you know that fucking guy had a he had to go pick up his wife and shit, and he was cussing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who he's cussing at, but he was cussing at somebody <laughs> on the podcast. But you know that's real shit. You know. Yeah, that that happens. I've had Ben Zeno where he was in his car and driving down the highway and fucking interviewing was that, Ben was Zeno. That, was Zeno going in and out? Yeah, signal going in and out, and then I asked him like, about oh, Eminem. Man, man? Stop, you know, Benzino, Chief Rocket Busy, we stop that shit. Just stay, stay put when you're doing a podcast. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's for sure. And then I asked, I asked Benzino about the Eminem beef back in the day, and he fucking stormed off my Zoom. But all right, well, it's all good because you know, when no, they still don't want to, they don't want to talk about that shit, man, no more. So yeah. it's all good. Hey, uh, did you get into with cool uh, the cool Modi and Busy B on your on your show? No, 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 no. no uh, I think uh, Chief Frogger Busy B was more upset about uh, DJ Hollywood because DJ Hollywood, uh, who was a disco DJ back in the day, claims he was one of the first 
DJs and start rhyming and, and DJing at the same time. But Chief Rocket Busy Me was like, hell no. He was just an old school DJ or an old school DJ uh, disco head who really didn't acknowledge uh, the hip hop culture. So, you know, so you know, I'm going to take it from Busy B that, that, that DJ Hollywood just trying to claim that shit now as he got, as he got become an elder in the game. But he, he back then he was just a, a, a high class disco DJ. Cause that was a, that was a, I know enough about hip hop that, that, that was the first battle pretty much was the busy B and cool mode E one. Yeah. But uh, you know, even he, uh, said that wasn't even a battle because he didn't know that, that, that Kumo D was up there, uh, trying to battle him. He said he was even, he wasn't even in the room when Kumo D started rhyming. So I, you heard it from the horse's mouth on our podcast. The elements live that Busy B said he wasn't even in the room when uh, yeah. when uh, Umo D started rhyming. So that's not a battle when 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 you get on stage and start talking shit about somebody because he's not in front of you. Yeah, I remember watching the Beef DVD back in the day, and Busy B said the same thing. He was downstairs dancing with women and having yeah. a couple dr- couple drinks. He, he jo- yeah, he said yeah. he wasn't even acknowledging the fact that that Kumo D was upstairs dissing him. So he yeah. didn't know that afterwards. So that's and then somebody came. That, that, that's a, that's some, that's some other shit. Yeah, that's for sure. We're here to talk about you, anyways. We uh, just got uh, into no, a hip hop rant. I'm not too important, dog. I'm I'm just I'm just important enough. <laughs> okay. Um, one question I wrote down here in 2000, yeah. you donated you donated a kidney to your daughter. Yeah, man, you know, back in the day, you know, my daughter had, uh, she was born with a kidney disease, and they knew, they knew she was going to need a, a kidney later on down the line, and so I tested, um, you, know, you know, I had all the qualities for her to have a kidney, so, you know, I, I gave her a kidney back in early 2000, my oldest daughter, so, you know, when, so, you, when you think about it as a parent, you don't, you don't, you don't really think about it, you're just like, okay, take my kidney for my daughter to live, that's all. So how is recovery for you on the body going back? Oh, to now start training? I was already in shape, Brian. So you know, my, my recovery was in within two weeks. I was already at work. So it, it wasn't a Perfect. big deal. Not that I saw. Okay. I got one. Who's the best rap group of all time? Best rap group of all time. You might, you might want to go with uh, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. Because they came out, they came out before Run DMC. You know, Run DMC. You know, they have the numbers, but the the first the group that that had you going, wow, this is rap music was probably Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. So, are you a bigger East Coast guy than uh, say a West Coast guy? Because I would have no, gone I'm, NWA. I'm, 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 I'm an all coast guy because I'm from the, I'm from the Midwest. I mean, Midwest, yeah. we heard everything from the West Coast to the East Coast. From up north and down south, we've heard it all. You know, being from the Midwest, you know what I'm saying. So uh, yeah. I'm not, no, I'm, it just like kind of there's the like, kind of like the slogan of Nebraska, no coast. Because I, because I, I, I didn't, I heard all all types of music from all coasts. So you know, I'm, I'm, it, it's easy for me to say I, I I love all types of rap music from all uh, parts of the country. And of course, Midwest has put out so many good ones. With of course, Tech yeah. Nine, Do or Dies, and the M and M's, the M and M's, the 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 Commons, the Kanye West. You know, the, the Midwest has come out with a lot of great MCs from from our 
from our era that actually still changing changing the game right now. Yeah, another guy you also had on your show uh, that was with. Is there strange yeah, we music? We got uh, uh, an MC from 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 our area as well. You know, from from Omaha, and he who just got signed to take nine, uh, King Iso. You know, and when we got you know, and I, I I had a show where I was uh playing all a lot of independent uh, music from all over the country, all over the world actually, and King Iso was one of the, one of one of the guys that had a great story, and uh, you know he just got signed to Swain's Music, and that's 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 kind of a a cool thing to you know for 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 to happen for the area in our city. That's, there's not much. Uh, I know there's a big, based on reading up on you, I know that there's a big, uh, you know, Nebraska and Omaha have like a big hip hop culture, but nobody's really stepped up until now, I guess. That's no, there's been a lot of people, that, uh, Ryan, that stepped up, you know, from back in the early 90s. We just haven't had anybody break, break, break it big, like maybe a Nelly from St. Louis or a Tech Nine from uh from Kansas City or an Eminem from Detroit. We haven't had that type of guy. We've had people over the years who who have made it in the industry, but just hasn't made a lot of noise to where they can bring that shit back to the Omaha. What's your favorite sports movie? Oh man, favorite sports movie? Oh, it's got to be Rocky. Even yeah. though Rocky was fake as fuck, <laughs> <laughs> Rocky was fake. But you know, I think I think. You know the theme song and then just the ideas of a, of a of a of a mediocre guy, you know, uh, making it big. I think I think that's the rags to riches story that everyone's likes. If you could sit down for dinner with anybody, who would it be, dead or alive? Oh, dead or alive, who would who would it be? <sighs> who would it be, uh, dead or alive, that I would sit down with? I think. Um, Malcolm X. First of all, Malcolm X is from Omaha, Nebraska. A lot of people don't know that. And and the philosophies and the way that man thought from being a criminal to to somebody who socially changed the world, I would love to sit down with Malcolm X and have a conversation with him about uh, society, uh, the black community, and, 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 and his, his change from being this criminal-type character to to a socially conscious uh, black man, I would love to sit down with Malcolm X. Yeah, my answer to that question. That's easy. That's an easy question. Yeah, my answer to that question is always Tupac. Yeah, uh, well, Tupac, uh, Tupac, man, Tupac. He, you know, he was socially conscious, but he was all over the place. You didn't know what Tupac you were gonna get one day or the other. Yeah. So I think yeah, well, that- Malcolm X, you knew you what you was gonna get when you sat down with him in his latter years. Another name everybody always says is Muhammad Ali. To pick his brain would be sweet. Muhammad Ali was still, he was a conscious person, but even Muhammad Ali's learned from Malcolm X. Yeah, yeah. See? It all leads back, Brian, to Malcolm X. Definitely. He was a huge part of the culture back in the day. Um, Not even back in the day. He's still a huge part of the culture now is because if you look at any of his speeches or anything he said back then, it's still relevant to this day, man. You know, I don't know how big Malcolm X was at, uh, culturally in Canada, 
But if you go back and, and read any of the things he said back then or his speeches, it's still relevant to this day. See, my, my take, like all of the stuff I learned was always from Tupac. And I know that Malcolm X taught a lot or like his family was uh Tupac's real dad i believe yeah but you know Tupac you know Tupac Shakur his you know they they i don't think it was it was a muslim religion thing i think it was a um it's a black panther thing and and i think um Malcolm X was was beyond the black panther black power thing i think he was about structuring the communities of of black men and women and their communities. Now, you know, and I, I believe uh, the Black Panthers were, were, were about the same thing, but I think I think Malcolm X had more of a plan than the Black Panthers did back then. Okay, going on to UFC, uh, you got to make your debut. Uh, what kind of feelings do you have going into your debut fight? Like butterflies. Oh, and, and what do you do to calm the butterflies before? First off, man, I didn't. I, I never had butterflies. I was just more anxious to get in the ring because I had, you know, before before YouTube and for, before all that crap, I had close to two hundred fights before before that. And I don't think the UFC brass didn't even know that I had that many fights. But you know, they found out the night that you know we 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 entered the cage because I fought all over the place, man. I fought I fought in, in small arenas, big arenas, medium arenas. I fought. And foot on football fields. I fought on on all. To, I, I fought inside, outside. I, I fought all over the place, man. So me going into uh, the situation I got I went into, I I, mean, I was cool. I, I wasn't worried about it. I was I was just more anxious to get in the ring to get at my opponent. It was Jardine your first fight, correct? Yeah, and uh, and all I, yep. all and I was worried about with Jardine was how much did he weigh because. For the past damn near ten years, I've been I've been fighting people twice my size. So I wasn't worried about I wasn't worried about who, where his standing was in the world. I was worried about uh, uh, his his weight of all things. <laughs> so you fought all over the world. Was there one venue that, uh, or at least for different companies, um, is there one venue that stands out as the best one you've ever been to? To fighting? Uh, well, it's not, it's not uh, a particular venue, but I know Toad Holler in Des Moines, Iowa. I went there once a week for two years straight. So just imagine, Ryan, how many weeks are there in a year? 52. Now, I fought 52 weeks out the year for two years. How many fights would that be? 104. Well, close, close to it. Yeah, I've had that many in, in, in a couple of years. So, man, again, that was one of the familiar places I've been where, where you know, I fought damn near every week. <laughs> you put me on the spot here with my math. Uh, it's all good, man. <laughs> we all, we all we're not good at math, but it's close to it. Yeah, I'm better at weights and how much stuff weighs, not fucking <laughs> numbers. It's all good, man. It's all good. The... Uh, so, also another UFC question here. The yep. Kimbo made his UFC debut against you, and we all knew he was an internet superstar. Yeah, uh, did, were you worried, or was it just still another fight? Uh, no, it was still another fight for me. But you know, shouts out to Kimbo Slice uh, and his family. You know, rest in peace to him. Uh, but you know, I don't think I, I don't think 
Kimball knew what to do with me because you know we had we went into with a game plan to where you know we you know we were supposed to circle him, punch, circle him, punch, and if you if you watch the first couple of rounds, Kimball didn't know what to do because he didn't rush me at all. So you know we got to tussling the whole fight, but I thought I thought either either we could we could have got it could it could have been even or you know we we, we know it, I don't think I lost the fight with Kimbo to be honest, but but you know I guess they, they don't they don't they didn't count leg kicks back then how they count how they count them now. So if they if they would have counted the leg kicks like how they call, they count them now, maybe I would have won, maybe or not. But you know if I would have had to, if I'd have had to do it different. You know, maybe I would have came forward and just just said fuck it and just go went after him. But yeah. but it is what it is. The fight still, you know, they still show the fights all all the time. And you know, shouts out to Kimbo Slice and his family. So you fought UFC, Bellator, and other promotions. Um, yeah, is there a favorite one? You know, there's not. You know, there's not a favorite one. I, you know, I, man, I just love fighting, Brian. It didn't it's matter who it was. I could I could have fought in someone's basement. I would have been good because you know because I I I I got the spirit and I got the 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 the, uh, the the will to just fight. Period. Okay. If you could have fought anybody ever, or you still could, you're still probably. I've seen your videos. You'd be in all that good shape still. I'm sorry, I'm not bad shape. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, if you could if you could fight anybody, who would it be? Oh man, it has to be the champ. It has to be John Jones. Yeah, and uh, and, and I, I believe on your your podcast, I'm, I, I'll probably be the first one to tell the story. You know, uh, John, me, John Jones, and I sparred a couple of years ago, and I and I and I believe I was one of the first ones to cut him in sparring. And then John, John, to tell you, if he, even if you brought that shit up, John, to tell you, I, I cut him, in, I had cut him sparring. And he didn't think that I, you know, that I had the, the, those type of skills. But all the things that he does to people now, he couldn't do that because there was a certain way I fought. And 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 you know, shouts out to my man John Jones, who was probably one of the best best out there. But you know, at, at that particular time when he sparred me, you know, you know, I I, I was probably the better that day. And there, and there's there's footage on that shit too. But they'll they'll probably never release Ryan. <laughs> oh shit! I was hoping I could find it to drop that highlight. Oh man, hey man, they'll, they'll, hey man, there was a guy who was filming that day, and they'll never release that shit because you know because they, they you know they, I just gave I gave everybody the formula to how to beat my man. So you're currently a DJ on the radio. Well, not currently. I've been DJing oh. for, you know, ever since I was you know from early 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 days, man. I've I've, I've been DJing forever. Yeah. Okay. But you did do a run on the radio, I believe. I saw a note on yeah. that. I didn't well, write down. Know, the... I was a I was a host on 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 the show on 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 radio. Not not a DJ. Well, I guess I get sent to DJ. They, they call host on the show DJs. But I I, had, I hosted my own show where I play independent music from all over the all over the world. Oh shit. We should have been sending you stuff back in the day. I used to be an A and R. There's a there's a program we're we're about to start up the same thing here at another radio station here in a little bit. And uh hey, you can you you can still send all those people my way once we start start this up, you know, after corporate is done. Yeah, I used to be an A and R back in the day, so I would get beats from people. I would I well, who, who, would make... what, what, which company? Which company? My own company, Hayes Entertainment. Oh, word. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. 
So I used to be an A&R back in the day. I managed Dominican guys that rapped in English and Spanish. And they, I would get beats from around the world, put people on it, and then I'd take their verse. Ryan, and hey, Ryan, to- I'm, about to, I'm, about, I'm about to test your hip-hop knowledge, especially if you're coming out of Canada. You better okay. know who Maestro Fresh West is. Yes, of course. He's also an actor. Oh, yeah, I was about to say, man, if you I didn't know who that was, I would have I would have fucking clicked off this damn podcast. <laughs> no, yeah, he would just I've been trying to get a hold of him too, but he's one of the biggest ones. Now he's more of an actor, I believe. Well, it's all good. You know, everybody everybody changes up and, and that's yeah. good. But you know, you, you change up your 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 pers- personality on, you know, whether it be acting, rapping, whatever. You know, shouts out to Maestro Fresh West, man, because he was one of the first Canadians to come out with some real dope hip hop. And like you say, people change with time. Just like I used to be an A&R, and now I'm running podcasts. Hey, it was all good. That's, that's cool, man. That's very, very cool. Yeah, so we used to get beats from people, and they'd like, uh, I'd put my artist on it with an open verse, and then I'd send that open verse to people. Like, I've done little flips and busy bones and all, oh, all kinds shit. of people. Hey, I had, that's cool. I won, cool. Yeah, I won three West Coast Hip Hop Awards. Uh, I was the only Canadian ever nominated, like, we're talking. Hey, shout out, shout out to you, my man. Hey, that's real dope. That's real, real. And but so I was really disappointed. We didn't know who Shabadoo was from Breaking. But, but I did. Uh, but I didn't know. I didn't recognize it. I, I I'd seen well, that movie once or twice. His alias, which was his his movie name, which was Ozone. Yeah. And then Houdini died a couple days ago too. Yeah, my man, uh, Ecstasy from Houdini, man, died last week. So. Man, 2020 has been a horrible year for everything. And, and right now, it's not going out without a bang. You know, it's, it's taking out people, man. It's, it's just 2020 just, just, just never, it hasn't ever surprised me one bit. Well, not to go political, but at least we're getting a new president. Or you guys are getting a new president. Yeah, man, it's, it's all good, man. You know, I, I'm not a, I'm not a big Donald Trump fan because number one, uh, the way I see things politically is if if you don't want your kids to act like the politi- politi- politician you voted in, then then fuck him. You know, man, I wouldn't want my kid acting like that at all. So it's all good. Can you tell me tell us about the culture shock tour that you had for a while? Oh, Are you still doing culture it? School tour, culture shock school tour is something where we go into the schools. And we teach the kids about hip hop culture. Something we started early two thousand with uh with, with the radio station Hot One Hundred Seven Seven. Uh, we went, we, you know, we go into the schools and teach the kids about b boying, rapping, DJing, beatboxing, the whole nine. Because a lot of kids grow up not knowing nothing about the culture. So what we do, you know, what we do, uh, we do the Houston Alexander Foundation, and we go into the schools and teach them about the hip hop culture, the the right way. Yeah, I had that question coming up about the Houston Alexander Foundation. Yeah, what's next? Perfect, seg- also, perfect, perfect segue. Yeah, right. I know. Right on. Do it. Also, you've got your own podcast, as we've spoken about. How is yeah, having I, our? I got, I, got, I got a few podcasts. I got the Houston Alexander podcast, where I got I kind of pop up on people at, at their spots or at their location or their businesses, and then we got the Elements Live, where we kind of take a little bit of element from each culture, whether it be entertainment, whether it be uh, politics, whether it be community, whether it be sports, we took a little, or hip hop culture, we took a little bit from all of it, took a little bit of elements from all of it. 
then that's like why stay in one lane when you can take all lanes. Yeah, we want all lanes, man. Yeah. You know, why you know we we already uh we we you know we we and it's funny, it's very unfortunate that that it's very fortunate that we uh uh had a an interview with Shabadoo before he passed. We we might have the, what the last interview this man did before he passed. So you know that we were just very fortunate to, for it to, for that to happen. Yeah, that's a unfortunate thing, but that's a nice keepsake, maybe. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And then, of course, you've had on good friend of our show that we had on twice is Jay O'Felony. How was he the other night? <laughs> man, Jay, Jay is is wild, man. You know, you know, but but see, here's the thing. You know, when you got to you dealing with a veteran like that, and my man has that much energy still uh, about and passion about rhyming and 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 music. That's what you want to see, man. You want to see people like that and that that type of energy. Uh, it rubs off on you, man. So, you know, I, I, I was really in, energized after even hearing my man speak. So I was ready to go even after that interview. Yeah, I had him, I had him on solo, and then uh, I had him on with Razkaz as well. Oh, man. Can, can you imagine? Okay, hey, Ryan, can you imagine Razkaz, Exhibit, fucking Corrupt, and, yeah. you, know, you know, the Common, all these guys all in the same, on the same song? Yeah, no, that would be fucking awesome. I like that's yeah, they, all, they, they, they had the I, mixture of West Coast and East Coast. Slaughterhouse. And well, Slaughterhouse, but but I think having Rascas, uh, Jail Felony, uh, uh, Exhibit, and even Corrupt all on the same track, that would man, that would that that would kill him, man. That would kill him. I think on my uh, when I had Rascas on, I told him that we need to make Rascas to take Joe Budden's spot in Slaughterhouse and it'd be sweet. <laughs> hey man, it's all, hey, it's all good, Joe. Joe, Joe was, you know, <laughs> he was a great MC, but you know, it, it, it's just funny how, how things work out. I know. It's funny how everybody shits on Joe Budden all the time. Man, no, Joe, man, Joe was nice. He was a nice MC. So again, if we, if we, you, you want to go over, uh, structuring rap songs and being a good MC, Joe was pretty nice. He, he was, shouts out to Joe Buttons. Okay, I got a few more here, and then I got. Yeah, man. And then all I got. Okay, right, we can all day, Ryan. I'm good. Oh, I'm gonna need to get another drink here. Um, uh, <laughs> you, I'm mad you're not sharing it. Hey, I'm on these like twist. You see the guy get hit in the head with a twisted iced tea the other day? I'm drinking those. Up all here. right, well, you know, hey, but you know that. No, it, it, it's funny because I'm, I got mixed feelings about that because if that dude was drunk and he was he was talking that, hey, uh. What's up, my nigga? You know, that's, that's one of white guys who probably li listened to rap music all his life and thought and thought that he can get drunk and then and say that to some black person in the store. But you know what? Some, hey, some of you white guys and white women out there who think that it can say the word nigga and then not have repercussions to the situation, that's, that's one example of getting hit over the head and being reminded you can't say that shit. I seen a meme today. It was uh, I never realized that the can of whoop ass they were saying they wanted to open up for so many years is a nice tea. <laughs> Yo, Ryan, a can of whoop ass, eh? <laughs> that guy opened up the can of whoop ass on his forehead. Oh man, hey, you gotta say, you gotta say it one time for me, Ryan. A can of whoop ass, eh? A can of whoop ass, eh? <laughs> do you do you think I have an accent when I say that? 
Yeah, man, you gotta have, you got accent as we talk, man. I, I recognize all type of accents from all over the, all over the world. Yeah, as long as I, it's because I keep saying a. That's a Canadian nah, way. You, you, this is the first time you said a. Hey, this whole conversation. Yeah, what's your personal highlight? Personal highlight. Uh, you know, a lot, a lot. Again, a lot of fights that I've had, I've had, you know, before UFC. And one, one of the personal highlight I had was when, when, when I, I went up and get this, get this guy who was like three hundred pounds, and I picked this guy up from behind, and I fucking slammed him so hard in the ring, Ryan, that the, the ring broke. Now there's, there's probably footage out there, but the footage is not, you know, it's on VHS. It's before YouTube, so. I know the guys that that took that, that filmed that they, you know, those shows back in the day can remember that. But I took this guy and I slammed him so hard the ring, the the boards under the ring broke. Totally. That, that's a true story. You see that once in a while with wrestling where the where the ring might break like that, but yeah, that's that's you usually know, set you're, up. You're tossing, you're tossing three hundred pounders on her head. That shit hurt. That that works. That works too. And like you were saying about staying in a lane, I've kind of got it where between me and my partner, we uh, like we do all the hockey prospects, the young guys coming up. So because we may never get them again, so you get them now while yeah. you can. And same with our football prospects, we're doing we're running through the college right now of trying to get college yeah. players. And then you get your legends that are already like say retired because like not already getting many people. Yeah. Like Kurt Angle, I got wrestler Kurt Angle coming on next week. Yeah, that's uh, that's very cool. That's another one. Like we're all over the place doing hockey, basketball, football, country music singers, rap stars. I I did well, Tommy yeah, Chung. Well, Ryan, we kind of in the same lane, so that that'd be kind of cool to to to, to exchange uh, numbers with some of these people. Could kind of send them our way. We, we'll send some guys your way yeah. as well. And one of the people I was going to ask you for would be Busy B. Yeah, but, but 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 you know, also uh, we got to, we just got a hold of Ricky Ross today, the real Ricky Ross. Oh, I just had Freeway on last week. Oh, so you said that's what I'm saying. So he's making all these people, and this is the thing about the pandemic. Even though it's been fucked up that we have lost people, one thing about this is there's a balance about this because we've uh, you know it, 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 everything has been on the same level playing field because everyone's been able to get in touch with each other. Yeah. So you know, so so we you know we got in touch with Michael Jai White, uh, and then there, there's a lot of people. You know, we're, we're getting uh, Chuck Liddell. We got Chuck Liddell on Monday. So again, we just got a lot of great uh, artists coming our way. Uh, so you know, we we just got to change numbers and and just and just get people because uh, aware of what the people who got. I've been chasing Liddell for a while because I had Tito Ortiz on. So yeah, because uh, Liddell doesn't do too many interviews, man. You know that, right? Yeah, I'd love to pick his ear on yeah, we, got, we got lucky. We got lucky with him. Yeah. Who is your favorite sports hero? Oh, man. Uh, probably has to be Bo Jackson. Oh, sweet. Bo Jackson, the Raider. You know, he, of course, he's a, a Kansas City uh, uh, Royal. And, and, you know, Kansas City Royal, you know, as, as part of the, the, the Nebraska culture here. But, you know, he a natural athlete. He didn't do a lot of lifting. You know, but but this guy was, you know, he's probably one of the strongest on the field and one of the fastest. So, Bo Jackson probably one of my favorite sports sports athletes. If you were an animal, what would you be? Oh, shit. If I were an animal, what would I be? Probably, hmm, 
Alleen Elven. You know, an elephant was, is probably the largest land animal, and and nobody, no, no one really fucks with the only man with with the, with the gun could probably do that. But we you know there, there's no animal that challenges an, uh, uh, an elephant. No, nothing on on land. So so I think if I had to be any any type of animal, it would probably be an elephant or an eagle. An eagle, a man, shit, the eagle just flies through the air. You, you know, just picks off its prey, and it's it, it, uh, eagle is, is just free. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I hear that. I guess so. Those, the, those, uh, those two animals I would be. Yeah, we've never had somebody tell us the uh, be an elephant. We always get gorilla, king of the jungle. or Yeah, well, that, that gorilla's gay. Even gorillas bow down to elephants. <laughs> okay. Hey, okay, if there was $1,000 on the line, you had to sing one song at karaoke. What song are you singing? Oh, fucking thousand dollars on the line. Uh, <laughs> Love Shack. Okay. That's you know, and what you know about Love Shack, and then no matter where you go, no matter where, everyone loves the the song Love Shack. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm sure if you go to Canada, fucking everybody knows the Love Shack. You yeah. go to any place in the con- in the world, everybody knows the Love Shack song. That's it. That's easy. Uh, what do you listen to nowadays? Nowadays, I'm, li- I'm listening to it. I'm listening to a lot of old school, man. I'm a lot, I'm, there's an album by Marvin Gaye, and it's called "I Want You," and it's probably you know it's probably one of the most soulful albums. And and you from start to finish, not too many albums nowadays. You you know because they don't even make. Uh, I don't even know if they even make albums or whole albums now because they're putting out singles on streaming and, and they're streaming. But but back in the day. Marvin Gaye with his soulful voice. I suggest everyone check out I Want You. The name of the album is called I Want You. And that's what I'm listening to right now. Yo, man, hey, LeBron. When are you going to ask something hard, man? Hey, I'm just working. I don't want to scare you off yet. I got a few more I, questions. Man, I got... scare, man. man, you can't scare me off. You, man, shit. The only time you'll scare me off is if you say I owe somebody money. <laughs> no, 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 that's not, not a case. The uh, I got a couple of quick response questions. Yeah. Are you a big ear Tupac? Tupac. That's so you're puffy. Biggie only, Biggie only had two albums. So how the, hell, how the hell can anybody be great when you only got two albums and you don't have a whole bunch of featured songs? So that's easy, man. Sugar Puffy. Sugar, Sugar who, what? Sugar Puffy. Oh man, I would probably probably be, be puffy because Puff, puffy lasted longer, and he's not in jail. Yeah, he didn't run over a guy at the drive-through. Oh, better not than that. You just, you know, puffy moved a little different, so he he's not in jail. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, death Row or Bad Boy? Bad Boy because you know Bad Boy still making money. Death Row they had to sell they had to sell their company and it's been broken up twice a whole bunch of times. Bad Boy, this easy. Yeah, it's still around, and they—I mean, Death Row sold it even to Canada to John Wayne or John yeah, Payne. Well, either yeah. way, either way, it's still Bad Boy because they're still making money with the Rock and all this other shit. So Bad Boy, Nod- still bad, they're still making money. Nods or Jay Z? Jay Z, Jay Z making billions. You know, now, you know, he said he'd come out with some shit tomorrow and still put, go platinum. Uh, Nas, Nas, and Nas is a good MC, but guess what? He his his beats are all fucked up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's for sure. 
So it's yeah, those yeah, East Coast beats. If, if Nas would get with his actual, the same producers that did his first album, he might have a classy album, but, but Nas always picking out fucked up beats. This one's pretty easy. Jaw Rule or 50 Cent? Jaw Rule. Oh, shit. I thought you were going to Rule had more hits. The re- and, and, and 50 Cent emulated Jaw Rule. Just think about this. And I'm a, a, even, from, even from a Canada's uh, perspective. 50 Cent stole Ja Rule's style. And the only reason why Ja Rule uh, uh, fell off a little bit and, and fell off to 50 because 50, you know, he had, he had 50 Cent and he had that movement going on. But who had the singing, he, who had the singing rap style first? Yeah. Ja Rule. Who, 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 uh, who, who was out first? Ja Rule. Who, who, who um, had, Back-to-back hits like nonstop for go, damn near three years in a row. Ja Rule. So 50 Cent got one good album. You know, he got one and a half good albums because he only had a few albums, uh, songs off his second album and maybe from uh, from G-Unit that equaled up to Ja Rule. But Ja Rule was already a step ahead of him. If Ja Rule would have never responded to his diss, 50 Cent would never been 50 Cent. Just put it that way. Ja Rule still ahead of the game. That's a good way to look at it. I always, I always think fifty because of he's more powerful now. But nah, nah, it don't matter, man. Because Ja Rule's still making money. But, 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 uh, but, but, uh, but if you, if, if Ja Rule never have would have would have never responded to fifty back in the day, Ja uh, fifty cent will now be who he is today. And it also comes down to uh, Jaw going after Eminem, and then as soon as Eminem, no, I don't think Jaw went after Eminem. I think it, you know, just Eminem, Eminem had a, a couple of good albums, but Eminem, you know, Eminem sounds the same. So and only because only because he had Dr. Dre, you know, is why Eminem is who he is. But I'm gonna I'm gonna be real with you, Jim, uh, Machine Gun Kelly won that battle between him and Eminem. What? Yeah, man. You are you take that you take that to the bank because you know Eminem got the got the twisty, you know tongue tw- tongue twisting lyrics. But as far as a good song, Jim uh, Jim Care uh, Machine Gun Kelly had the best song out of that battle. Just like uh, just, just like uh, my man from uh, from the Clips had the best song against Drake. So yeah. would you, are you uh, would you say that even from Canada? You gotta yep. understand that that my man from uh from the clips had had, had the song with uh, against Drake, Adonis. Adonis, uh, he killed him. Yeah, that's true. That's like Ether though, like Ether to the Jay Z one kind of. Oh man, Jay man, Jay Z got killed, man. Nas yeah. killed his ass. That that, that yeah. that's not that that wasn't even no no no. That was the Jay Z had to come back with another song, and Nas didn't even didn't even respond. That's how that's how dope his his this this album was or his this yeah, record. It was a takeover, I believe. That it was just it was a rap. Nas killed it. LeBron, Jordan, or Kobe? Jordan. Period. Now, see, that was easy. <laughs> well, you you follow other sports, obviously. You think Tom Brady's all, the best? All, 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 and I'm an ESPN guy, so whatever. But whatever you throw at me, I'm I'm good with you. You think Tom? I'm a Seahawks season, t- or me and two other people split three seats at the Seahawks, so I'm a Seahawks guy. But do you think Tom Brady? You think Tom Brady's the best quarterback ever? No, um, 
Tom Brady, you know, he, he's had, he's been lucky to have uh, uh, um, a lot of great people around him. Uh, but, 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 you know, you, you got to go Dan Marino. Dan Marino never won a title, but Dan Marino was probably still the best quarterback of all time. So you can, you can check the stats. So he might have been, he might have never won a title, but, but, that, but Dan Marino is still, is still my guy. I like the Dolphins, so I'm, I'm okay with that. <laughs> the uh, if you could play any yeah, sport, you're running, you're, running, you're running out of questions, Ryan. Yeah, I'm getting down to these nitty gritty down to here. But, uh, if, you could, if you could play, if you could play professionally any other sport, what would it be? Oh man, if, if I had to play machine, I'd probably play soccer. Soccer. Oh. Yeah, hell yeah. Soccer players get the most money out of anybody in the world. Soccer is a worldwide phenomenon. Football is U.S. Track and field, that's the, that's, that's, the, that's the Olympics. But fucking soccer, I can, go, I, I can come to Canada and play soccer. I can go to Germany and play soccer. I go to Brazil and play soccer. I go to Europe and play soccer. I can go down to South America and play soccer. Soccer makes the most money out of everybody. That that and like indie racing. Yeah, how do you feel about the state of uh, hip hop nowadays? State of hip hop is stagnant, you know. And I, I believe I, I watched the interview with KRS One, and KRS One said it best: "Hip hop has died a lot of times. Hip hop died when uh, when the East Coast died with it, and the West Coast picked it up. When the West Coast died." Guess who picked it up after the West Coast? Down South. And when the down, when down South died, or not even died, when kind of slacked off, the Midwest picked it up with Eminem and, 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 and Nelly and all those guys. So hip-hop was always uh, was dead and arisen, dead and arisen. But right now it's at a stagnant point, which is where the MCs now or the rappers now aren't paying a lot, a lot of them aren't paying homage to the to the to the foundation of hip hop, or not acknowledging the culture. So I, I think I think right now we're just at a stagnant point, man, where to where everybody just is is for self. So that you know we we are at a stagnant point right now until you you can't even name one, and Ryan, you can't even name one MC right now outside of Drake that that that's a that's impactful to the whole culture. Yeah. Name somewhere outside of Drake that's impactful to the culture. Yeah, maybe not to the culture, but I mean, I, I'm a big fan of there's a West Coast rapper named your boy. Okay, well, no one knows who he is. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. That's, are you a big titty or a big ass guy? I like, I like ass. Come on, man. I'm black. <laughs> yeah, okay. This one, not many people ever answer this one. If you could have sex with anybody in this world, hypothetically speaking, if you're married, who would you be? Oh, shit. Oh, shit, I don't know why. Whether you were married or single, or you, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't answer the question. I don't know. Uh, let me, who, who would it be? Uh, I don't know. My, my, my fucking... It would probably be, if you think back, Billy Holiday. No, 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 I take, I retract. Sade. Oh, shit. That's what little Flip said, too. There you go. Hey, so there you go, Flip. 
flip me and flip on the same page. I think everybody, you know, you know everybody, you know, in, in the industry, you know, you know, had a fantasy about Sade, and Sade has this mystery about her, especially when you're coming out with albums every ten years. But Sade, Sade is you know is a different class of woman. Do you have a favorite sports franchise of all time? Say what? Do you have a favorite sports franchise? Shit, Raiders, man. Raiders all yeah. day. Raider Nation, brother. Okay. Black, black and silver. No, yeah. no, that's easy. Okay. What's your favorite song of all time? Favorite song of all time. Uh, uh, Voyage to Atlantis. Uh, 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 Isley Brothers. Say, so, yeah, you you got to get harder on these questions, Ryan. You, they're too easy. <laughs> Voyage to Atlantis, the the Isley Brothers. I know who the, I know who the Isley Brothers are. I just don't know that yeah, one. Right, check, out, check, out the, check out Voyage to Atlantis, Ryan. What's your personal low light? Personal low light. Um, losing my first fight in the UFC. It's probably, you know, because, you know, I'm going to tell you something. Out of all, I, I know with the skill level that I had and the, the physical ability that I had, I could have beat anybody in the ring that I had, that, that, that put, they put in front of me. But transition is everything. If you, if you are a step off, Ryan, from a – because I, I already had the killer instinct already. But you know what happens when you, when you take away the killer instinct by showing a person – Oh, you know, hey, let's do this. Let's do that. Let's change it up this way. They're saying when you're thinking too much in a fight, instead of just going after somebody, that's when you lose a step. So uh, losing my first fight in the UFC when I could have whooped all the ass, then I'm going to be there. I'm going to say that on your show right now. <laughs> Anybody gotten in the ring, anytime you uh, you you pick up uh, Tiago Silva with one hand, because I picked that man up with one hand and slammed him on the ground with no problem. Yeah. With no problem, that's when you know you could have physically, I could, I could have physically beat anybody. But it was just me learning all this stuff at the same time, uh, which, which, which kind of threw me off, and I, and I just kind of, I lost a step after that. Did you have any pre-fight rituals or meals? Ah oh, man, no. any rituals with that? No, I always come out with the, the Nebraska hat. And, and, and I, I come out to, with the Nebraska hat because, you know, it, it's because um, I'm just showing the neighborhood that, that we that we can go any any place in the world. And, you know, they are black people in Omaha, Nebraska. But but at the same time, I just represent for the neighborhood, man. You know, you know, just like, you know, just like a New York Yankee, just like a L.A. Dodger, you know, just like, a, you know, uh, an expo. You know, right. hey, I'm I'm just representing. I'm just representing where I'm from. So that's that's, that's, that's what I'm that's doing. My, that's my that's my pre pre fight ritual. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Representing for my city. Word up, word up. Yeah. They they uh, did you have any like say after you win a fight? What would what would you go do? I mean, first thing, I'll, hey, first thing I do is go to sleep, man. I don't go party. I don't mm -hmm. do all that shit. You know, if you watch some of my interviews after the fight, I'll tell people, look, man, I'm just tired. I just want to go to sleep. Because, you know, uh, fighting is physically and mentally tiring. So, you know, I'd rather go and go lay down for a little while, uh, you know, in either my hotel room or wherever it is. You're so physically and mentally drained, Ryan, you just you just want to go lay down. So I, I think 
then you know after every fight, and it's been documented that I would go home, go to the, my hotel room and just go lay down. Winner, winner, what lose. Was, what was your ring entrance music? Oh man, DMX. What they really want? DMX. That was one of my. That was my one. That was one of my favorite man, DMX. Yeah, DMX and Cisco. Yeah, and then you know what they really want. Yeah, that's that that that's uh now that that's uh uh that was that was something that was that was a different song, but but the, but the song I came out was uh the uh what they really want by DMX. Yeah, fuck, you probably stumped me there. <laughs> I want to thank you for giving me the time. I'm out of questions. Like yeah, man, thought. it's all good, man. It's all good. You you need to add lip a little bit. And give me some questions that you that you wouldn't normally ask all these other fucking guys. Yeah, I got a few of those in there. They, uh... well, throw, throw them out there, man. We, we gotta make it interesting, man. Yeah, you made it too easy for me, Brian. <laughs> I'm watching. I'm watching TV in the background right now. I'm watching your TV. <laughs> oh, it's, yeah, it's can- Canadian. <laughs> Canadian. <laughs> Canadian, is, you're, you're the French side or the English side? Definitely the English side. We're on the <laughs> West Coast. You know, we're we're only a two we're only a two hour drive from Seattle, so. Oh shit, that, that, that's that's pretty cool, man. You guys, you guys all got we got weed. Is weed legal in, in Canada? Yes. Oh shit! So, so they're they're getting the revenue for 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 selling weed, correct? Yeah. Yep. See? And so okay. One of these days they'll make it legal in the United States and just. Decide to get the revenue because all the states are getting the revenue. Why not have the federal government to get the revenue as well? And they're actually pushing forward on the mushrooms. They're going to try oh, to legalize mushrooms. Know that. They were they 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 got a device out here to kind of that that can determine whether you are uh, are too high to drive. So it's like it'd be just like uh, uh, uh drinking. They got some out there like they got a, got a device like they're here. If if you are too high, they they tell you that you're you're over the limit. Okay, yeah, we have all obviously the breathalyzer things where you they rates your uh, rating, your blood alcohol, and your system. Yeah, exactly. So they got they got they got a breathalyzer here for for weed. I wonder if I think they're trying to bring that in up here, but yeah, they're talking about all legalizing uh, mushrooms as being one thing that's coming in. I guess it's good for the brain. I. Don't know. Uh, I, guess, I guess you know. Yeah, I guess hey, whatever, whatever works, man. Whatever works. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna wrap her up. I can't find any harder questions for you. I sh- <laughs> All right. Well, let me ask you a couple of questions, then, Ryan. Okay. And we'll 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 slow this up. Who 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 was one of the uh, most intriguing guests that you guys had on your podcast? Tito Ortiz. Tito Ortiz. Now, why? What made him? Uh, or, or, or what made him um, intriguing? Because uh, he went on a big rant about COVID and Trump not getting COVID, and then two days later, Trump got COVID. Ah, shit. Well, t- I think t- I know. And, and, and here's the thing: I thought Tito and I, Tito, my guy, but I thought he was just—I thought he was a lot smarter than, than what he what he is, man. You, when you're following Trump. So go, come on, you gotta have some type. You you, you gotta feel some type of way to follow Trump, so, especially especially if you thought he still he still won the election. What basically what happened is he went on a rant about COVID and it being a fake thing, and uh, oh, okay, yeah, 
Yeah, like you, you got went on this big rant. TMZ picked it up and they put my whole interview with Tito Ortiz out on TMZ. I was like, what the fuck? Wow. Well, you know what? And you tell tell that to Shabadoo, one of one of the OGs of hip hop culture. Tell him about COVID and ask him if it's fake. He's fucking dead because of it. Yeah, that's for sure. Fuck. And I any more man. The last question to you uh, is is that uh, if you if you if you had to interview anyone, who would it be? Hulk Hogan. There you go. And Hulk Hogan is a good guy. I, I met him one time before. Good guy. And you know, and, and you know, even though he said the he he said the nigger word a couple of times with with, with uh, because of his daughter. You know, he you know it, it is what it is. You know, you you can't. He got filmed. You know, he got he got he got taped in his own house. So I guess if you can't say nigga in your own household. I guess you can't, but you know he didn't say it out. He didn't say it out in public. <laughs> he got tricked. I forgot, I guess, I forgot all about I, that. Huh? Yeah, I forgot all about that. I'd probably say Hogan or GSP. Yeah, GSA, GSP. You know, GSP is a is it? They they won't let me when I went out to uh went out to Denver and I what was the was the the uh, camp he was a, he was a part of it then in Denver TKO. No, no, not TKO. It was the other place. Um, I forgot. I forgot the place where it was that he was training, but they wouldn't let they wouldn't let me train with GSP because they didn't want me to hurt it. <laughs> Funny, huh? There you go. Shit. Uh, we, we we've been close to getting GSP, but it's he's too big of a brand. It's, we got all the way to Cote and people like really close to him. But I'm sure. If you were to, you would talk to him directly. I'm sure he would have no problem coming on. But it's always it's always people's handlers and and their and their brand and all that crap. So whatever. Yeah. Shouts out to GSP. Well, I want to thank you for taking the time to come on. And we it was pretty easy. Now you know how easy it'll be. So when we come back with the hard and my buddy's normally here with the, his own questions. So yeah, well, he's, in, he's in he's in traffic scratching his balls. Yeah, he's probably not in traffic anymore. Now he just didn't want to drop in halfway through the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, Ryan, man. Hey, hey make hey. sure everyone check out check out my po- our podcast at The Elements Live. We're going to be, uh, again, uh, uh, Chuck Liddell's coming up this Monday. Uh, check out the Houston Alexander Foundation. If you, if you want to check that out and see what we do with the kids, you can go to that. And then, uh, again, check, check us out on your podcast, uh, when when it comes out, because you know you guys have been doing a great job with with getting a lot of uh, great guests and and asking a lot of great questions, Ryan. So I appreciate you. 